I listen to 2ARM 92.1 FM in the car or at work. Great tunes and community news. I'm Herb and welcome to Shed Talk. You're listening to 2ARM 92.1 FM, your local community radio station, adding great tunes to the fabric of Armidale and our local New England. So thanks for listening in. Uh, we've got a brand new show short called Shed Talk. This is episode four with John. So where did Shed Talk come from? I'm a member of the local motor club and monthly is a show and shine down at the Creeklands Park uh, and everybody there has a passion for motors, cars, motorbikes, or just being a member of the club. And I wanted to share that passion with others and maybe be make the case that if you are interested and have a similar passion that you join a local club where you're with like-minded people and uh, learn, a, learn a lot about different motors. One of the things that I found once we started talking, there's a wealth of information that comes from these people that have been a member of club or have been involved in motors and motorbikes and cars and what we're doing is sharing the passion of the club. So without further ado, let's listen to episode four with John. I listen to 2ARM 92.1 FM in the car or at work. Great tunes and community news. Hello, I'm Herb and this is Shed Talk. I'm here with John. How are you, John? Very well, yourself? I'm very well. Good on you, Herb. Nice to meet you. Uh, tell us, car clubs. Are you yeah, a member of a car club? I am. Uh, a member of the New England Classic and Specialist Car Club of Northern New South Wales. I have been a member for roughly around about 15 odd years. Uh, what do you get from being a member of your club? The beauty about being able to drive the club on special car events and meeting a lot of the club members that, uh, that you haven't seen before and catch up and so forth and have a good time. That's basically what it's all about. And um, another thing is too, the, uh, the low feed of, of being a member of the club, I find that very, very helpful. And uh, we just have a monthly meeting. We get a lot of, it, a lot of uh, information from various other clubs that are around our district as well. So you've got uh, here, you've got Armadale, and you've got Walker, and also um, Gyra, and also Inverell. There's a lot of people around there. I hear there's a newsletter. Yeah, the newsletter comes out um, once a month. It's a lot yeah, of effort. It's a lot, a lot of effort, of effort that goes in. It's, uh, we've got a couple of guys there and, and also a lot of the other members too. They give information to the club for upcoming calendar. So there's a lot of information we get from a lot of other people and also out, outsiders as well. Because uh, you always see somebody that's got something different out there that you've never seen before and it's a good idea to, to catch up with this uh, magazine every, every month. You've mentioned um, the other club members, they would be able to be wealth of knowledge for your particular <coughs> cars? Yes, there's a lot of, gent- lot of uh, elderly gentlemen, uh, not some elderly ladies, but a lot of people that have got lots of good ideas and a lot of memories about older style cars. What was the first uh, car that you actually owned? Would or, you believe? Or motorcycle? Or motorcycle? Yeah. 
My first car that I ever owned at the age of about 17 when I got my first license was a little two-door green uh, Ford Cortina two-door. And I drove that little car for approximately about three years until I traded it in on another four-door Cortina, which I purchased from a local dealer in Armidale, uh, which was Cannon Ford at the time. And uh, yeah, moved on from Ford to General Motors Holden, which I bought my first Air GDR Tirana, which was the last LJ model Tirana to come to Armidale on their, on their showroom floor. It was a bit of a gaudy colour at the time, a bit of a sort of a mustard colour with a black vinyl roof, and I really didn't want to buy it because of the colour. And the salesman said at the time, well, if you don't take it, John, well, sorry, somebody else will come along and go, so I decided I'd snap it, so, which I did. What and year was that? That was in 1973. And that was the last LJ Tirana to come to Armadale because the new model was coming through and they wanted to get rid of this car and I was a lucky last to buy that particular car. So the Cortinas, what size motors were they? they the little two-door one I first purchased, uh, it had, uh, off memory, it was about a 13 or 1400cc motor. Well, about, about a 1.3 or 1.4 motor. And then the, the second car, it had a 1600cc motor cross flow head which was very unique with the time with Ford with their motors they were bringing up with the carburetor on one side and the exhaust at the other side yeah it was a good it was a good little car a little four door white car and uh, I drove, drove it for a number of years too good for a young fella and then yeah. you went up to the went up to the bigger boys club and uh, yeah but, um, what size motor was that the that, that had a 3.3 litre motor and a four speed box um, stock standard as it came out of the factory it was a good car to drive and unfortunately I owned it for about three years and uh, wife and I got married. We got somebody out there that wants to buy it and you want to buy a block of dirt and you end up selling it to your mate. I'd love to know where it is today but good to have the memories of the past and um, but I always remember my mother was saying to me, now you've got your licence, behave yourself and don't get booked. Well, I nearly got booked a couple of times but anyway. What size engine was, you said three... 3.3, that's the Toronto GDR Toronto. So is that a, a 202? It's a 202 Holden motor, yeah. yeah. But it's classed as 3.3 or 3300cc motor. And you've still got a Holden <clears throat> today? Well, uh, yes, I'm uh, very fortunate I've got the uh, the blue uh, Holden LJ Toronto at the moment in with, with me. And there's also on board, I'm doing up, currently I'm just doing up a, an LC GDR, which is a very, very rare car. It has a the it's a white white car with the all red interior, which is with the when they made the GDRs they only made a certain number with the red interior, and you had to order the, the car with the red interior. Otherwise, it would have been black interior, a white car. So this the, what I've got here now is uh, something very very rare, and going to GMH they tell me that I've got one of six that was ever made to special order. So I'm very fortunate to have that. We'll have, a, we'll have a look when we go down to the shed, I think. Just tell me the piston engine. Why the piston engine? Why the petrol engine? What is it about motor cars that floats your boat? I think it's the fumes that you get. I think it's the fumes that you get off the motor, the smell of the car. Talking about the fumes of the car, we were fortunate to go down to the Tirana Fest down in Maitland there a couple of years ago. And... You display the car in the yard with all the other Tyrannus and so on. Numerous people would come past and they'd stick their head in the car and they'd say, yep, it just smells like a Tyranna. That is exactly what you get today. Still hasn't changed. And it's just the fumes of the car. 
and it's good cars to drive, as were the Cortinas when I was driving them. They were good little cars, economical. But them days, too, petrol was a lot cheaper too. You could sort of go out and splurge a bit on it. But uh, nowadays you sort of economise and you just don't drive them as quickly on the road. Again, getting back to the being a member of the car club in, in, in Armidale is that you have a limited uh, days which you can actually drive the car now on special club plates that you can drive it for 60 days per year. That's if you're not going to a club event. If you're going to a club event, you don't have to sign the logbook. And that's so uh, lots of a lot of members will find being a member of the club is that you can have the 60 days driving as long as you write out in your logbook that you're taking from A to B and you're the driver, that you must stipulate the who's driving it on the logbook. My, my daughters and my wife will say, well, John, you can't drive them all at once. We get to drive them as well as you do, So, which is, which is fair enough too. And that's what you can do still under the oh, yeah. club registration. Yes, yeah. You yeah. don't have to be the driver. You don't have to be the driver, but whoever's driving it must fill out that logbook to say that they're going from A to B in the time in one day. If it's two days, well, then they have to fill it out the second day as well. And then becomes another day. So it's the car that's registered with the logbook, not the per- not the owner. And that's right, yes, yeah. All right, John, I think, how about we go down to the shed yep, and sure. have a little bit, we might kick you a couple in the ribs and see what, uh, what uh, transpires. Yeah, all right. Thanks, Herb. Oh, John, what you've got here? Is oh. your Tirana GTR XU1? Yeah. Tell me, tell me about it. Well, something I've had for the last probably 35, 38 years, and it's uh, in pretty good order. Two-door car, three carbies, uh, 3.3 litre motor, and goes like a rocket. The uh, the interior is very good. Let's have a look in here. Yeah. Okay. So it's just all the black interior as it came out of the factory. This had the black trim throughout it. Long grain seats. So you notice the long grain that's in the seats. It's the same in the, up in the doors. Four on the floor. Is that all original uh, vinyl or have that's, you had it reupholstered? No, I had the, uh, the, the door trims has been replaced uh, here about two years ago. There's a gentleman in Sydney that uh, specialises in Tiranas and he actually done the reproduction of the, uh, of the door trims, front and back. As you notice, there's a bit of a chrome strip that runs around inside the door trims, and they, over a period of time, they, they, the plastic comes away, so he done, he done a reproduction of those. But as you see, everything else is stock standard in the car. The car still has its original motor, gearbox and diff in the car as it came out of the factory. Did it come with uh, seatbelts when they first came out? Uh, yeah, that was part of the, of the car that they came out with seatbelts. What year model? 1973. 73. So it's classed as the LJ Tirana, that's its model number. I'll lift the bonnet for you in a moment and uh, you'll be able to see the compliance plate which is on the front of the, in the motor and there's a number there which identifies the car as an LJ two-door car which is, uh, number is 82911 which identifies the car as a two-door Tirana with the flutes which is actually put into the front fenders of the car on production. Right. from GMH. So without that number 82911 it is either a GTR XU1 or it's a GTR. So that's the number that's on the compliance number. You'll see that then when we lift the bonnet. Well let's lift the bonnet and see, okay. what, uh, see what's on, okay. under the hood. So what shade of blue is this? Okay this shade of blue is what they call zodiac blue metallic. 
And this is the GMH color. I'll just pop that for you. So there we are. We have well, there's a bit of chrome. A bit of chrome on it there. That's part of the car when it came out of the factory. Um, as I was saying, I'll just show you this numbers here, which is uh, on the compliance LJ82911, which identifies what I've just told you a moment ago. And the colour code of it is um, 5671388, which is the Zodiac Blue Metallic number. Is this originally the original paint? No, it's had a respray here some um, some odd 20 odd year ago. As it is, you, we drive it around, and unfortunately, uh, being on the road, you've got another car coming towards you, you will get a little stone, stone chip from time to time. It's done. Something that you can't stop, but anyway, it's just what it is. So you've got you've got a chrome brake booster reservoir. Yeah. You've got chrome on the tappet cover. On the tappet cover, and a sticker that says three thousand three hundred XU one. That's correct. You've got a chrome oil oil filler cap. You've got chrome on each one of the carbies. That's correct. And on the air filters. Yes. You've got chrome. I don't know how to describe this, where the... Um, There's the bonnet catch. The bonnet catch. Have you got a chrome dipstick? Uh, no, unfortunately, no. It is only <laughs> a, just an ordinary plain... A dipstick. <laughs> dipstick, yeah. All right, so um, how many cc's? 3,300. 3,300 cc's. Yeah. And you've got an inline filter there for the fuel. Yeah, we normally run two filters. There's one, on the, one, one coming off the, of the body of the car, chassis body, and into the pump fuel pump and then back into that so it actually it gets filtered twice before it gets to the cartridge. So that's an aftermarket horn? Yeah well that's been disconnected at the moment because you're not allowed to have that. Right. It was on there and I've just left it on there. Yeah. It was on there on the previous owner of the car which I bought some 35, 36 year ago from a local guy here. But you've got the other horn to... Yeah I've got the other horn there yeah. What's, what's it like on fuel? Providing that you drive it seems uh, like res reasonably uh, good, uh, on an average you would get, I don't know, 25 miles per gallon if you're, if you're looking at that, or around about 30 litres uh, for, well, the tank holds um, 70 litre tank in the back of the car, um, but if you drive it moderately, you get good miles per gallon out of it. Well, maybe you, if you don't mind, you might start it up for us. No, it's going to cost you her, but I'll see how we go, eh? Yeah, yeah. Fingers clear. How long does it take to warm up? Uh, probably about a uh, minute and a half to two at the most. Right. Yeah. In winter months, in winter times, maybe three minutes. But once, you, once it warms up, it'll go all day long. It lives in the shed, though. It lives in the shed. We have it covered over. Yeah. You have to cover it over, but yeah, so it's probably be warm, not quite warm up yet. Yeah, yeah. Got a nice, got a nice smell. Do you run 98 or 95 in it? 98 runs 90. at 98. Now we have to use the upper lube, the tap it, tap it. Yeah, but Condition, otherwise, conditioner. otherwise, yeah, conditioner, yeah. So that's that's something that we have to run in it all the time. But that's not a problem, you know. No, it's, it's no, a, no, a mil per litre or whatever it is. Yeah, that's about that's what it all is. Warm now? It's warm now, yep. No, it certainly like certainly looks uh, very uh, spectacular in the hood in underneath the engine bay here. Nice red or well, orange motor I suppose. Yeah, that that orange chemi orange they call it. And what sort of carbies are they? They're the rally SUs. 
It normally came out with the um, inch and three quarter Strombergs, but they tend to use to suck a bit of air, and I got into these Rally SUs, and uh, I find there's no problem at all with them. They're running very good. So this manifold, yep. uh, is that normal for the car, or is that manifold Manif particular to those, those carbies? Particular to those carbies, yeah. It sort of extends a bit further out than, than the, the original carby, and the manifold was on the car. But uh, I find that the Lynx one very, very good. We know only we have to touch them. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing about it. They never so like give it a bit of a squirt. Yeah, it's like. Bits of uh, moths coming out there. Uh, yeah, they move everything out of the south. I the might south. get you to do that, and I'll see. Go around the back. Uh, yeah. See what it's like out of the exhaust. What sort of exhaust is it? Just a twin exhaust. One pipe coming through to do a double exhaust pipe. Right, give it a squirt, and I'll. Great, John. It's certainly a lovely car. Goes well. And uh, who's allowed to drive it? Just you, or is there a family agreement? There's a family agreement there. You know, I'll just tell you a little story about this particular car that we own. I bought the car from another, the other previous owner. When it came to changing that over to my name, my wife and I was working away at the time, but she had to go and get it passed by the RTA at the time and re-registered in our name. But when she was up there at the RTA office, well, I said, well, where's your husband? And she said, oh, well, he is away at the time. He's working away from here. And you want to get a change to his name? Well, we can't do that. We'll have to put it in your name. So when I came home from being out on the road for a week, I was informed that Yes, the car is in our name, but it's in my name, not yours. <laughs> oh, so then the ownership is actually in my wife's name. You'll have to be good to her. I am. Yeah, I, I am. know you I get be. the chance of driving it. You get to, yeah, you get the chance to drive her car. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But she always claims that it is her car. No, so I'll leave it at that. I'm Herb and this is Shed Talk, and I'm here with Anne's, John's better half. Hello, Anne, how are Hello. you? cool. Good, thank you. Are you a member of the club or? Yes, uh, I am a member of the club. And how long have you been a member of the club? Same as John, same years as John. And did you meet uh, with an interest in cars or were you totally um, unrelated? He, we met when when he had that um, Cortina, that white Cortina, and it was up at a football ground and I had a little Toyota, a little red new Toyota Corolla and I'd noticed this white car coming around and he'd park alongside of me and he'd take off again right across the other side. And I said, well, what's that silly bugger doing? And it wasn't too long after that that he, a mate, he was too scared to come and ask me to take, go out with me. A mate had to come and ask me to go out to the car so he could ask me to go out. <laughs> and ever since then, he used to call every th three nights a week to see me in town. So, so you you met uh, with a car and you're still with cars. Yeah. And yeah. John's just told me that there's a couple of those that are uh, registered in your name and he has to be good to be able to drive them. That's true. So what do you think uh, being a member of a club is? What's um, good about it? I think it's just um, 
having likewise interests and um, going on runs because we've always been working and busy and weekends um, um, is, is the only way that we can do it at the moment until we retire and we could do the Wednesday runs because I do weekends and Wednesday runs. So um, I think um, it, we'll get a lot more out of it when we do retire so we, we can drive a little bit more. But until then, we'll just have to keep on going as we're going and, mm. and just drive it, take it out for a run just to tick the motor over to keep it going. Is there many um, women in the club? I think the club's about 160, 180 members. Is there many women mm. in the club? Oh, there half, is. Half, half? Um, I would say half, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would. When you go on these events and runs, um, it's couples that go? Yeah. Couples usually go. Um, there's a run to Jim Eric Gamma's weekend, Sundays, out there for afternoon tea. Uh, there's Wednesday runs, they go all over the place. Um, and there's also, they have long distance runs as well. One time we went to uh, the coast, um, mainly to a car show, but we um, went on to um, Dubbo to the zoo. So they, they planned these long weekends and take us on outings to places we'd never go to. So uh, they're always a hit with club members as well. Mm. And families and kids, we took our granddaughter with us and a lot of other people did the same. Well, I suppose that's the thing, having a, a shared passion in, in the motor vehicles is, is good and that a club can cater for all types of needs. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's wonderful. And the meetings are always interesting and they're on a, usually on a Wednesday night. I think it's the first Wednesday of each month they're on and um, you you should attend three meetings a year, I think, to keep your membership. And um, it's, um, it's always, you learn always something and it's always up-to-date information they give you on everything as well what's happening with these old vintage cars and stuff. And well, it seems a very well-organised club, as far as I've, I've seen so far. I've only been a member for a couple of years. Look, I, I have never seen so many club members attend meetings. I was amazed after all the, the meetings that I've attended and run and stuff over the years. This is the most attended monthly meeting I've ever seen. Mm. It really is. Well, enjoy your future with John uh, and both your cars. <laughs> Cooning. Hooning around <laughs> in your retirement. <laughs> yeah. um, and thanks for chatting to me. That's my pleasure. I'm Herb and this is Shed Talk. Thank you. I've come down to another shed of John's to see what he's working on. What's this one, John? Okay, Herb, this is an LC GDR, very, very rare, two-door car. Uh, original body and original motor and it's got the opal gearbox in it and a 308 ratio diff but at the moment it's uh, been pulled down because it's got a full reconstruction um, paint job done on it as you can see there's a few little minor imperfections in the door that needs to be fixed up and there's a little bit of a problem in here so this is a base coat that's just an etch primer on it I've taken it back, back to bare steel now it's got some bad problems in just in here and I'll have to get the have to get that out with the heat and dolly to get that out. But it's not rust. No, no, it's not rust. No, it's the car in this in this previous life from myself. It's had um, been through the wars. It's had a bit of um, problems there. The roof has got. I've taken back onto the roof, so I've got it on there. It's going to be 
full Rishbay on this one. And this is the one that's got the red interior. As you can right. see, got the red seats. Yeah. And where did this come from? This originally came from Grafton, but I bought it from a guy over in in Brisbane, and I bought it on spec and just as a rolling shell. So when I looked, when I bought the car, it had no motor, no gearbox. It was just a rolling shell. And as you can see it now, it's just had, it had all the glass in it, but it, but it didn't have a motor and gearbox. Right. So it was a rolling shell. So you've got a motor in it now? So when I bought the car, I brought it back here on, the, on our four wheel drive from the car trailer. And it's been in the shed here for probably about six years. And since then, I, I've actually sussed the original motor from the guy in Grafton who initially owned the car, originally owned the car. So it's got the 161S motor in it, so, and that's got its original numbers on, on the block here. So what size is that? It's uh, it says 2600, on... so, two so it'll be 2.6 litre. So how did you convince him to part with the motor? Well, he sold the car on, sold it to the guy in Brisbane, oh, okay. but he kept the motor. Gotcha. So originally the motor came on spec, and I ended up grabbing it, and then the guy said to me, when I went up to pick the motor, he said, now, when you bought that, did you originally, a few months ago, buy a white LCGDR from a guy in Brisbane? And I said, yes, why? He said, well, the reason I'm asking you that, he said, did it have a bit of chain welded to the bonnet? To the bonnet? And I said, and the only way he'd know that is if he originally had, the, had it. And I said, yes, it did. It had a bit of chain about two foot long. And I said to the guy in Brisbane when I bought it, I said, what's the go with a bit of chain welded to the bonnet? He said, well, it's to keep the bonnet down while you're in transit. So you could hook it through the front end and just lock it on so that it wouldn't lift up. Because he didn't have any of this locking mechanism on the car. It was just right, that on right, the same without that. So, okay, so then I know that I've got the original motor that came out of that car. And whilst I was in Graf and picking up the motor, he said, well, you must have the gearbox for the car, for the, belonging to the car as well. Well, you're very fortunate. Yes, very, very fortunate. As I say, this is a very rare car, more so rare than the blue one, because it's of the rarity when they only made six of these special orders. And as you can see, it's got the red interior. Yeah. And the red interior is everything is there except the glove box lid, which is black, the cluster, which is black, and the console on the floor, which is black. Everything else is red. The hood lining, I'll show you the hood lining up here now. I'll just put the light on so you can see. The hood lining is all red up inside. Oh yeah, that's nice. All the dash is red. And the steering wheel has is, is got a black ring on it. But other than that, everything else is everything else is red. All the trims are red. Mm, very so, nice. Yeah. So when it gets all done up, my mate in Sydney who does uh, trim re re uh, restorations, he will actually probably make the trims up again. Yeah, I've right. got them. I've got the old one. The original ones are here. Yeah. But um, yeah. so what's uh, any time frame for this? A couple of years. A couple of years, I'd say. Yeah. But right. uh, I'm going to just getting it back to back to bear and um, fixing up all the little problems. The, the right-hand side's the worst part of the car, the left-hand side's fine. Right, gotcha. Uh, just that this drive-out side has a bit of a problem here. What right. colour will you paint it? Back to the original. Um, What's that? Which is cashmere white. That's its original GMH colour. Gotcha. Yeah. Again, when I said to you earlier, regarding these numbers that's on these compliance plates, this number here, this LCA2911M, which tells me it came out of Brisbane. It was a Brisbane built car. Right. Okay. And that number there is the same number that is on the inner guard, which is there. They all match. So, yeah, very rare.
Well, it'd be great to see it driving down the road. I expect yeah. to see it at one of the events in the next few years. It probably won't as noisy as the XU1, yeah. but it'll still get along. And this is, this is John's baby. Oh, you've, you own this one. <laughs> this is John's baby. We'll leave that one to Ange. Okay. Right, your wife Ange yeah. will have that one. As you can see, there's a little few modifications. That's, that didn't come out with the big double one like it's on the, the XU1. The booster brakes. It's only got the one. And then still got the, the heater pipes coming through, and they come through, and that's the other one, they came that way. This one comes this way. Over the motor. Yeah. No, it certainly will be a great car to finish. Mm, yeah. Um, just in closing, tell me about what benefits you'd get if you joined a club. Yeah, well, it's, it's the companionship that you've got in the club, and a lot of interesting people that you meet in the club have got the same interests of what you have. They sit in the shed and go nowhere and they deteriorate, so it's good to be able to take them out on runs on a regular basis. means they're maintained. Maintained is, is, is most important, yes. otherwise they just deteriorate in the shed. So And they're yeah. checked yearly for registration, Every the brakes and at everything? The, at the end of the year, it's either late November, scrutinised by the club officials and they're signed off. Um, and I've heard from other people that joining a club like uh, the local one here, it's good because the, somebody might want to sell one of their old cars and oh, you yeah. always hear about it. Yeah, yeah. And you can negotiate with straight with the owner, you're not buying off That's right, Gumtree yeah. or YouTube right, or yeah. eBay or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. You're, you're actually talking to the person who's had it for so many years. Well, thanks, John. I think uh, that's about it for Shed Talk. Right. Thanks very much for... Uh, well, thanks, sir, for coming down and spending the time with me and having an interview. And it's good to talk over the cars. Thanks. And that's Shed Talk. I'm Herb. Thanks for listening. Up next is Sandy Sweeney with My Kind of Country. If your church is sheds, motors, cars and bikes, we'll listen in on Shed Talk every Sunday, 12 to 1. Thanks for listening uh, and I'll see you next Sunday. I listen to 2ARM 92.1 FM in the car and at work for great tunes and community news. Pirelli, more than just a belt tyre. Pirelli's a dragon steel belt tyre. Dragon, nerves of steel.